Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Philip Terzian. I am the literary editor of the Weekly Standard, and this is my weekly podcast about the books and arts section of the Weekly Standard. And this week we're looking at the November 23rd, 2015 issue of the Weekly Standard, which starts off in the books and arts section with a review by Gabriel Schoenfeld of a book entitled Objective Troy, A Terrorist, a President, and the Rise of the Drone by Scott Shane. Scott Shane is a, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> a New York Times national security correspondent, and the book ostensibly is about how the Obama administration has grappled with drone technology and used it to some degree as a substitute for what we might call a coherent policy um, toward uh, the Middle East and or um, uh, radical Islam. And our reviewer, Gabriel Schoenfeld, who is an expert in both the Middle East and national security matters, um, uses that as a pretext for um, not only talking about the book, but talking about the the ironies, the contradictions, the strengths and weaknesses of relying on drones um, in the absence of a coherent or comprehensive policy. So it's an interesting discussion. Um, Gabe Schoenfeld is a, a fluent and well-informed writer. And, of course, this couldn't come at a more opportune moment in the history of the world since we're at this moment reeling from the recent Islamic State attacks in Paris. And then moving a little bit further uh, back in time, we come to a review by Joseph Callow, who frequently writes on naval and nautical matters for the Weekly Standard. But here he's reviewing a book from the Naval Institute Press um, by an author named Peter Hoare, and the name of the book is Nelson's Band of Brothers, Lives and Memorials. Um, Lord Nelson, of course, Admiral Nelson, was the uh, great naval <coughs> British naval hero of the late 18th, early 19th century, and um, this year, 2015, is, of course, the bicentennial of the Battle of Trafalgar when the British fleet... Um, outmaneuvered and defeated uh, the French fleet uh, in the Mediterranean. And um, uh, Callow makes the point, and it's, of course, the the theme of the book, that Nelson and his band of brothers, which is to say a group of senior officers with whom he surrounded himself and were devoted to him, uh, were really very instrumental in in, uh, converting Great Britain from a a competitor on the world's uh, oceans to the supreme uh, nautical master, the supreme uh, um, naval power in the world, especially after defeating Napoleon at Trafalgar. So it's a it's a story off told, but with a a more modern uh, perspective. And Joseph Callow's piece um, fills you in on it very nicely which is followed by a review by Dominic Green of a new novel from uh, Roberto Colasso, the Italian uh, novelist who often uh, writes about, um, uh, uses as his um, setting and uh, uh, the ancient world or civilizations that we don't know too much about because the 
written uh, evidence is now so so meager. And this novel called Ardor, which comes from Farrar, Strauss, and Giroux publishers, is um, set in the world of Vedic mythology, which is to say in um, the ancient world of, of what is now, I guess, uh, India and in that area where people were speaking Sanskrit and whatnot. It's a kind of um, prehistoric Aryan uh, mythology that Colosso picks up on and turns into a, a very interesting story, especially if, if like me, you like to, to read um, stories that, that are based, or read stories indeed, um, based in civilizations that are astonishingly distant from our own time, and yet uh, reveal, as they often do, the the consistency and constancy of constant themes of of human nature. But the book is called um, uh, the novel is called Ardor by Roberto Colasso, reviewed in our issue by Dominic Green. The next piece, um, uh, a husband and wife team, Catherine uh, Kuiper, who's the editor of Philanthropy magazine, and Adam Kuiper, who's editor of the New Atlantis magazine, both went to see the blockbuster uh, show Hamilton in New York, and I've written a very interesting essay about it. Hamilton, as you know, is a, a musical, and it's uh, prohibitively difficult and expensive at the moment to get tickets for it, but it's it's the hit, music, hit Broadway musical about the founding of America using Alexander Hamilton as the kind of centerpiece, but it's also done in in hip-hop, rap, um, uh, uh, lingo, and, and music, and has, uh, in their view, um, not only works um, uh, pretty well, but also tells us something about how we can connect um, the world of the founders, who of course were um, uh, Anglo-Saxon men of the late 18th century, with 21st century American multicultural um, uh, pop culture. Um, it seems like a distant connection, in some ways it is, but in many and important and very American ways it is not. So it's an interesting piece about what sounds like a very interesting um, musical, uh, Broadway musical. John Podhoretz's um, movie review this week is of a movie entitled Spotlight, directed by Tom McCarthy, which is um, a movie about the um, child molestation scandals in the in the Roman Catholic Church, with particular emphasis on the, what went on in the Boston Archdiocese, and and uses as its device the story as seen from the point of view of uh, staffers and writers, at, editors and writers at the Boston Globe, who. Um, uh, earlier in, uh, well, about a dozen years ago, maybe a little bit more, um, <clears throat> broke a series of stories about um, clerical abuse of, of, of children in the Boston Archdiocese. Um, John says that it's, uh, uh, I mean, it's a difficult subject and a controversial subject, but um, treated in a... Um, objective and sympathetic and, as he puts it, utterly riveting way. So um, before seeing Spotlight, you will want to read John Podhoretz's enlightening essay on the, on, the, on the film. That is the Weekly Standards book and, Books and Arts section. Um, 
for um, November 23rd, as always. I thank you for joining me, and I very much look forward to talking to you about next week's issue, which will be our annual holiday reading issue, that is to say about twice as long as usual, twice as long, and therefore twice as, twice as enjoyable, I suppose, or at least I hope. But thank you very much. Talk to you then.